0: Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast.
1: I'm Anag. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to The Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior.
0: Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient and happy life. Hi Akshita. Hey Anag, how are you?
1: I feel like now at this point, we should not even have this introduction section. We can just cut cut and paste from the previous episodes like we have the intro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I swear. I feel like every time I actually speak to you, even non podcasty it just feels like a podcast artist sometimes. Oh, shit.
1: I know. Yes. Uh, That is funny. Okay. So, uh, I I don't know if I want to ask you how's your week been because... Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> just jump over. So today's guest uh, for the podcast today is my very good friend. Uh, we've been, I mean, obviously you're supposed to come on the podcast, but we wanted to get like a nice juicy topic when we got him on board. So we wanted to have some few, a few serious topics, some a few dry topics in so that when the juicy topic comes in, people <laughs> we have a few viewers. So uh, today I'm very excited to introduce Dhruv Chhabra. And Drup, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? And- sure.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Dhruv Chhabra. Uh, I'm from New Delhi, India. Grew up here. Attended school from nursery to high school uh, in Noida at Amity International School in Uttar Pradesh. Uh, I have been living in a joint family of six members since day one, I would say. And uh, it's been a ride. Too many, not too many people in the house, but not too less. Uh, I do have an annoying elder sister. She's going to kill me after hearing annoying. Um, but uh, after high school, I went on to pursue bachelor's of science degree in civil engineering at Penn State University, and that is uh, in Pennsylvania, United States. And while I was there at Penn State, I was quite heavily involved with Uh, uh That is a student-run year-long fundraiser that, is, um, that ends with a 46-hour long dance marathon in support of pediatric cancer. And uh, after graduation from college, I joined Timothy Hassan Associates as a project engineer where I was involved in engineering of new design and restoration of several parking garage structures. In addition to fulfilling my professional duties, I was uh, leading a lot of community initiatives like construction and Habitat for Humanity uh, team projects. Uh, towards the end of my three-year tenure, I probably realized it was time to, you know, hang my engineering shoes and take up management and strategy as uh, a career because I was more passionate towards that. So I decided to move back to India in 2019 and join my dad's business, which was which is into manufacturing and trading of ball bearings. And I've been here since working as a business manager. It's pretty good. But I'd like to move on, get an MBA and do something of my own in the electric vehicle industry. Apart from career and goals, I would say uh, I'm an avid reader of biographies and an electric vehicle enthusiast, a travel lover, an ice hockey fan when it comes to watching sports live because of how rough the game is and a big cricket buff when watching on TV. I can't watch cricket games in the stadium. They're way too long. And... uh, I do enjoy being in the nature, hiking and camping are something that really quench my thirst for connecting with nature. So that's something I can do anytime. And uh, the last thing I would like to last but not the least, I would like to mention about myself is I love skydiving. For me, when you're you're falling from the plane, that's like Nirvana time. So I would recommend everyone to go skydiving whenever they can. And recently, I've been sta- I've started to learn French, and hopefully, I can you know, get fluent soon and travel around France and Montreal and twenty nine other countries that have French as a national language. I look forward to uh, you know speaking here with you and with you Anag and Akshita today. Wow, that's uh, that's. Quite an introduction. Um, to I'm you. actually speechless.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I learned so much about Dhruv in the last three minutes than I did in the last three months. <laughs> but that's amazing. There's so many new things that I've learned about you. That's awesome.
1: Thank you. See, I was going to say the exact same thing. I've learned so much new information about you, Dhruv. You've been uh, quite, uh, quite secretive about all of this in the past. This never came up. Anyway, now let's get to the topic of the evening, which is extremely exciting. And, uh, uh, the topic is, uh, why is the friend zone a concept in society? And I believe Dhruv would start, would like to start off by talking about where the
2: concept and the phrase came up. See, I think like when I, you know, when we chose this topic, I kind of really thought about it and went back to Google, which is I think our best friend these days, so The whole concept of friend zone comes from popular culture, Uh, the TV show friends. There was this episode, the one with the blackout where Joey tells Ross, he's the mayor of the friend zone. And from there on this whole, I would say concept took a real face where young adults use it more often when a person, let's say person A is romantically or sexually attracted to another person B. And, uh, but the attraction is not really mutual and uh, B doesn't really want that attraction to take a real form, but just stay friends, then A goes into this so-called friend zone, which is just in the minds of people. It's like just the psychological concepts, I would say.
1: Okay, I think that's a fair definition. I don't have anything to add to that, Uh, but let's come to the juicier bits. Uh, Let's go around talking about whether we've been, on the receiving or giving end of putting someone in the friend zone, uh, do, do you have any experience of
2: being or putting people in the friend zone? Oh, plenty, plenty. I've been, I have been pushed into the friend zone several times, or I mean, like, I wouldn't even <laughs> say pushed. I... I
0: love the word push, like,
2: <laughs> I think I love it. <laughs> Anyone better word would be, say my stupidity or immaturity didn't even allow me to get out of the friend zone. It was like, you know, you get one way ticket into that and then with your behavior and then you can't get out. So, uh, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this whole thing, nice guy syndrome, which is kind of a concept that, you know, like somewhere in the back of our heads, it's typically a guy, I would say. Guys uh, usually um, act nice and gentle to towards a lady and uh, it's basically they have an hidden expectation that you know the girl will either get into a relationship with them or you know have sex with them but when that you know that doesn't become a reality the guy kind of feels you know becomes a passive aggressive and the girl doesn't really want that toxic behavior in her life and it's also mentally you know disturbing because one day the, the guy is Your best friend, the next day he's acting passive aggressive. So, to prevent that behavior, she just tells him that, Hey, I'm not really interested in you, but we should really be friends. I don't want you to go away from my life. You should, you know, like I care about you, but as friends, which I mean, sometimes it's true, but most times it's not. It's just that some guys cannot take rejection and they go crazy. So, in order to prevent that crazy behavior, girls just want to play safe. And they just say, you know, let's just be friends. And uh, I know this because I've been on the receiving end. And I have been one of those guys, you know, uh, like there was a point of time when I did the same thing. Like I acted, you know, super nice thinking that, you know, she, that girl X uh, probably will someday fall for me, which never happened. But... You know, I definitely spoiled the whole friendship scene and also kind of messed up the whole, I would say, her dynamics of trusting people because the next guy who actually wants to be friends with her uh, would, you know, will be pushed away from her because I messed up her trust, messed her trust up. So, yeah, that has been my experience, which I mean, I grew out of and learned a lot through life other life experiences. But uh, yeah, that's my take so far.
1: Well, that's uh, very honest. And thank you for sharing that, Dhruv. Uh, So, I mean, this whole discussion about the friend zone has been, to be put bluntly, uh, what people say is that men masquerade as nice guys and they feel that women are sort of these vending machines where you put in kindness and then you get like, sex in return to put it extremely bluntly but i don't think the problem is a hundred percent with the guys as well because if you look at popular media you look at movies tv shows uh they all make you believe that you know you have these friendships you do nice things you uh be there and then eventually like you'll get the girl and that's that's the out to go the other thing is it's extremely extremely uh stressful uh for most guys to you know think of just going straight up to a girl and expressing some sort of romantic interest because you were putting yourself up to f- rejection whereas going the friends friend quote route is a less risky way because you're never really putting yourself out there you're not putting yourself up for uh rejection immediately And you hope that you're going to be in a better situation a better position to maybe increase having increased your odds and that actually never happened uh from 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 the girls perspective i feel that uh in terms of i mean sure, attraction and all of these things build over time but my personal opinion is that uh you know at least initially in the first in fact for most people in the first few seconds or first few minutes of meeting someone you know whether you're going to be attracted to someone or whether you want to give that person a shot or not. And uh, if you don't approach them in that context and they're not seeing you in a different context, uh, after that, it's very difficult to undo uh, that or as they say, get out of the friend zone. So I personally don't even have the patience. So uh, I have actually never been put into the friend zone because I don't have the patience to go this sort of long route of being friends with someone and then hoping to make it happen so throughout my life even in undergrad i've been like if i meet someone within a week of meeting them and if i'm single at the time they're single at the time i would have asked the question to take that person out on a date now my rejection i mean i've been rejected as much as anyone going the friend zone route would have been but at least i met someone got rejected in three days and then that was it after that we were okay to move the friend zone route going the friend zone route is problematic because uh a you spend so much time into something into that relationship expecting something and you don't get out of it your idolized uh future version of that relationship does not happen so you feel disappointed and for her like you said uh she starts feeling then then what ends up happening is that any nice action from any male is seen is the lens of, is she, is he trying to, you know, kind of get in my pants? That sort of uh, happened. So, yeah, I, I don't know how to proceed with this discussion. What are your thoughts on what I just said?
2: I think you're absolutely right. Like, there's there are two perspectives to it, like the guy's side and the girl's side. Mm-hmm. And I think a great analogy for the girl's side would be if, in general, if a person has two food dishes in front of them one is a bland pasta or a bland salad and then second is a spicy super spicy pork rib then any normal human being would go for the spicy pork rib and not for the bland salad it's just general human psychology that's what you do and like this whole concept of that girls fall for bad guys and not for nice guys that's all false created by movies or popular culture you know and in general, as human beings, like a guy or a girl, we um, tend to look for dynamic people, which is more so like they are, let's just say, a well-cooked salad with some seasoning and a little bit of spice. So yeah, like so a guy who is emotionally independent, a guy who, is, who has hobbies, interests, who is not clingy or, or is not trying to be... Super nice or super available to the girl he's into, you know, and uh, is confident in himself, or vice versa. A girl who, you know, wants to stay away from the friend zone will have to do the same things. You know, you need to grow as a person first before trying to get into a relationship, which a lot of people don't really understand at during college or when they are in the young adult phase. Um, so, like, I would say that. Yeah, like generally talking, uh, I would say that uh, like the whole friend zone thing is because uh, people are not able to understand that like they need to be mature first in a lot of spheres, like mental, physical, emotional, intellectual before, you know, they can actually have a genuine partner in their life. So that's why I guess people fall into this whole friend zone. Because they're not a girl or a guy wouldn't doesn't think that the other person is ready to match their expectation. Yeah.
0: interesting. Very mm-hmm. very deep take on friend zone. This entire concept of friend zones. So I've, I I I don't know if I completely agree with both of you. I mean I do, but there's also a different or and a very very casual side to this friend zone concept. It's literally. What it says. It's literally me telling, or any female or a guy telling the other person, hey, I'd rather just be friends. That's it. I mean, sometimes there's nothing else to it. There's nothing more to it. There's nothing less to it. Nothing underlying that we need to dig dig down and deep. It's basically that, hey, I'm not interested in a romantic relationship, but we can continue to stay friends. And I think that's what I've seen most uh, people who have been friends for a long time. One of them has started developing feelings for the other. And um, if the other person's not on board with it, the other person has been mature enough to say it out loud and say that, hey, I'm not interested in you this way, but I'd rather stay friends. And that's when that guy or the girl or whoever it is on the receiving end of it takes it as the friend zone. So, um, yeah, I I don't know if it's always as deep as what we think it is but sometimes it's just very plain and simple just the fact that i want i would rather be friends with you than go down the route of a relationship and whatever like right? if it goes great great if it doesn't go great then you you end up spoiling the relationship like the friendship that you have right that's i think that's what dhruv and Anak both of you all said so um that's what i've seen and for a few people, they do take this friend zone concept well. I mean, few guys and girls—they're like, okay, fine. If you rather stay friends, I accept that. I agree with it, and cool. Let's let's close this chapter right here. But then some people are butthurt. Like they are—they uh, don't get that rejection. They don't understand why they're rejected, and how can they be friends after you know opening their heart out to the person? So yeah, it it also sometimes it does tend to uh, you know I wouldn't say damage relationships between friends but yeah somehow it changes dynamics change (laughs) between people after they've revealed this and after they go into the friend zone like even if one person on day 50 of their friendship is a super close friend and then that person goes and tells somebody how they feel day 51 might be a completely different dynamics between the two of them so it's it's a thing I don't know if it's a positive I don't know if friend zone is a positive concept a negative concept but uh, sometimes it is positive because you're just being open about the fact of what you want you're being clear that hey no i don't want this but i I want you as a friend and sometimes it's negative because you just dismiss somebody by saying i'd rather be friends without even either valuing their friendship or the friend zone now the word now is used for anybody even if it's a stranger who's coming and talking to me for two days and um, he he says something and if I say no we'd rather stay friends he's not a friend I mean it just kills the entire friend word as well so quite a different things going on in this particular um, concept but yeah that's my take.
1: So, so there are two things in this one is the use of the word friend. We talked about this with the episode with Oni that we had also, like we throw it around as a very disposable word where basically any sort of classmate, acquaintance, coworker, or friend. And, oh. um, saying that, you know, I see you as a friend is just a polite way of saying no rather than saying that, sorry, I'm not interested in you or not. I'm not attracted to you. That's more offensive and offending rather than just saying that I see you as a friend. And, uh, like on one hand, I, like, I don't think that, uh, you know, like you said that it's just uh, that person does not want to, uh, just does not want to be in a relationship. So they're like, okay, fine. I just want us to be staying friends. Uh, You'll never say that to someone that you also reciprocate, reciprocate those feelings for. You only say that to people that uh, <clears throat> even some other variants of like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I just be friends. Like all those things are just polite ways of saying that i'm not interested and the the challenge after that becomes if you start say, taking that as its like core message like at face value that oh she wants to say friends when so you continue continuing friends hoping that she'll turn around or if she says that i'm not look interested in a relationship right now um the other thing is that the intention with which you go into that sort of or propagate that uh, relationship slash friendship like if the guy is going out of his way to do things for the girl that and I mean let's face it this whole friends on concept for the most part means the guy being friends on it's it's very it's, it's very specific to heterosexual cis relationships uh guy being friends on by the girl uh, he'll go do things for her which he probably would not have done for any other male friend or a female friend that he wasn't interested in and He will only do that because he feels that eventually that will pan out. Now, at this point, I want to point out that, okay, fine, guys are extremely wrong in claiming themselves to be nice guys and their niceness being conditional on uh, their romantic feelings being reciprocated. But I also feel that sometimes women take advantage of this. Women are dumb to see that a guy is going out of his way to do things, which he would not do for other male friends or other female friends. Um, and so, I mean, they if if they feel, if they start identifying that, they should nip it in the bud rather than take advantage of it till the point where he pops the question. She says that, oh, I'm not, I see you as a... F-. Um, but I mean, in general, I feel that just going this route has been propagated by popular media which is just a very toxic way our society is developed and in terms of approaching relationships if we if you feel attracted to someone you should just go pop the question rather than be like oh i should be friends with someone i should do favors for that person and hopefully someday that
2: person will take- i absolutely yep. agree with you true and yeah also, I, I do what akshita, akshita mentioned earlier that Friend zone can have a positive meaning sometimes but the today's popular definition is more of negative and that's also because I would say like depends how mature is the guy and how well they can handle rejection and how well they understand that what the girl really means when she says that I just want to be friends with you you know like some guys can think of it as let's say like a guy might think that he's not cool enough not to to date that girl or a mature guy on the other hand would uh, think that okay like the other person does not have feelings for me so time to move on you know we can just be friends and this is not working out end of story and so but like these days because there are there is kind of lack of knowledge awareness or education when you know people are growing up during teenage that what how you know, to understand feelings or mental health and all those things and psychology basically. And that's why we really learn a lot of stuff from popular culture, either negative or positive, which is mostly negative, which our brain grasps. And we end up implementing that in our real life. So thus like that's why most guys tend to take the longer route of becoming acting or becoming nice to get the girl. And they never end up getting the girl.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a very good point you brought up that, I mean, even I growing up in like, you know, middle school, high school, undergrad, I only had popular media to look up to for kind of advice on how to go about this whole, you know, this concept of relationships, approaching people and relationships. And you're right. Popular media is like people's go to and it's extremely, extremely, uh, it's extremely unrealistic in the way a lot of things are, uh, depicted in it so just going by that and i mean having some sort of a, uh, I guess if i had an older brother who i would have spoken about stuff like this uh mm-hmm. i you know things would have been different and i guess for most people the other thing is in your teenage years you don't have a lot of experience uh so like for example if a girl rejects you uh you see that as a rejection of you rather than just incompatibility as you get older and more mature you have some more experience so then when a girl rejects you you're like we were not compatible but that she's not rejecting you as a person because you've had experiences in the past, in the past where you were not rejected there were women who were attracted to you but in your teenage years your ego and your insecurities are at an all-time high your ego is very fragile you your sense of self-worth is extremely fragile so when they that at that point of time something like this happens then it can be uh, quite catastrophic <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, friend zone as a concept shouldn't exist in society because it just, it's, uh, I mean, I feel like both the, both the parties involved in this are to blame. Uh, One, the first party who's trying to do favors in exchange for expecting something without putting out those intentions and the second party for leading that person. Uh, And rather we should be more upfront about it. But uh, I want to talk or ask a question about, uh, like, taking a step back and some more theoretical, or spiritual question. Do you feel that two uh cis straight people who are of the opposite gender and single, uh, can they, if they get close, only be friends for, like, can they only be friends without one of the two developing catching? I think, oh, is yes.
0: this a classic question of can a girl and a guy stay friends? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, because because that uh, then leads to this whole question about the friend zone. But Do you, do you feel I think,
2: that? I think friend, the concept of friendship, genuine friendship, is totally different from friend zone. Like, genuine friendship between a guy and a girl can totally happen. And I have many, you know, I would say, female friends. I can think... Yeah one of them is our mutual friend and uh so like no so
1: my uh, qualifier qualifier to that question is i i also have a lot of female friends but my qualifier is you both are single at the same time and there is basically nothing stopping you from dating each other and then you continue to only because all my other female friends that i have I've made those friendships at a time where I was involved with someone or they were involved with someone. So the logistics of us were really getting together never happened. And I believe in the common friend you were mentioning also
2: that. One. So to specifically answer that question, I would say it really depends when you meet that person in what phase of life. Like if you meet that person mm-hmm. in that young age where you're still you know, growing emotionally and um, trying to understand life, I would say at that point, yes. Mm-hmm. obviously it can can happen, you know, a guy can fall for a girl, for the girl or the girl can fall for the guy, that can totally happen. I, it has happened um, with me like one or two times in the past. But when you're mm-hmm. in a different phase of life, let's say you're like at the age of 28 or, you know, early 30s. And at that time, if two people, a guy and a girl are single and they meet and even though they grow, grow close, if they know they would just want to be friends with each other, they will stay friends. Like they want the maturity level really matters in that case. If even one of them is not mature enough, then uh, the whole concept of friend zone will enter because one person will fall for the other and then they go back to friend zone and now we come back to, you know, level one. Yeah, yeah
0: I think in your question, okay. on so the
2: let me important. back up even further. So,
1: what I'm trying to Yeah, so what I was trying to get at was that if there is two people who are single uh, of opposite genders, and they make for good friends, what is the difference in the recipe for two people to meet each other to become good friends, versus two people to get into a relationship, if all the other variables, logistics, where they are in life, whether they're dating other people, if you remove all of that, where they are, like, everything else works out for them to like nothing, there's nothing stopping them from being in a relationship. So, what I'm, that is what my question is. Like, what is the difference between when two people get into a relationship versus when two people become very good friends? And when I say good friends, as in both parties feel that sort of friendship. Not it's not that one person is trying to do favors for the other person in the hopes of getting some recipe. Mm,
0: attraction. That, that's it. I mean, two friends can be friends. I mean, I'm mean, assuming your question is uh, that to the two friends that you're talking about who are good friends and reciprocating the same kind of friendship do not have that uh, that tension, that attraction between them. So I think yeah. that's one of the most important factors because the second is a spark or it, it's happened. People have stayed brother-sister friendship for years and then there's been this one day or this one night or whatever, this one situation where they've felt that spark and that tension and then things have just changed going forward so that that element of even though there is chemistry chemistry can be there between two friends as well but that level of attraction is what is important some people confuse chemistry with attraction i do not believe that like i can have a very good rapport very good chemistry with somebody but i might not be romantically involved or wanting to be involved with that person but the second that there is some level of attraction between us that is where it might not be possible to just stay friends because the second one person starts acting on it, things can go upwards, downwards, whatever. So I think attraction is the one word that really matters in this entire situation.
2: True, true, true. Akshita is totally right. And and I think if we come back to the whole concept of like guys looking for, you know, being nice to really get make them feel attracted. To the girl they end up doing stupid things nice things. in their mind they're doing super nice things like i would say there is a guy i know who uh did a four-hour round trip to get special handmade chocolates for the girl he was into at the time and uh i mean now it definitely sounds stupid but at that point of time that guy was probably thinking you know it uh would really be nice and the girl would appreciate it. I mean, the girl did take chocolates at that time, but, you know, like, it didn't really create that attraction. It was just a gesture of niceness. Though, in the guy's mind at the time, he thought that this would create attraction and, you know, this would, like, develop some kind of further chemistry that would turn into something. But that cannot be created by acts of niceness. You know, like, there has to be that additional quotient that... I mean, at least a simple brain can't understand. Um, and I even, I know another friend who has flown about, done a five-hour flying round trip uh, just to, you know, spend a day with this girl he was into, but then ended up getting friend-zoned. So, you know, like, I know a lot of guys, and I've been there too, who have done a lot of nice things in return of, you know, getting friend-zoned. And uh, so coming back to Akshita, that attraction is really important. If that attraction is missing, the guy can do N number of nice things and it won't help.
1: Okay. So now I am very confused because I understand attraction is important in relationships, but uh, the way attraction, from what I understand about the way attraction works between men and women, men are very visual creatures where you see someone and you find them attractive or not. Women, I mean, Obviously they are visual creatures as well, but there are other components to it, which uh, probably takes time to assess. Uh, and and maybe I guess that is where this whole friend zone thing comes in because then guys, guys feel that since women take time to assess, they can use that time to increase their odds of being attractive to the woman in question. And then they do all of these things. And then I don't know what the deadline is for that to happen and they basically get stuck doing that over and over again and they reach a point where so honestly having this discussion i'm even more confused about how all of this works than we before we started with it Uh,
0: it is quite a confusing concept i mean there's so many things to this entire I mean, not just relationship, relationship, but just this connection Mm -hmm. between two people, whether it is friend zone, whether it is attraction, whether it is whatever. There's so many factors that go behind it. Like, as Anad said, he's more confused than he was in the starting of this discussion. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's different ways to look at it and different people. Again, I saw things in a different way than Dhruv and uh, you, Anad, did so I'm interested to see how it goes forward for you, how you start thinking about it going forward. <laughs> how Where does your confusion lead you to? I
1: mean, now I feel like, so this whole concept of friend zone and dating also talks about a very specific kind of dating where you, uh, you know, either you have a classmate or a co-worker that is being talked about in question. Because the other kind of dating which you start doing more once you get out of school is, you meet people on like a dating app, a dating website, or you meet people on the street and, or you meet them in a club. That kind of a dating is different because there the whole intention and the agenda is up front and center that you're here for dating. Whereas when you you know, talk about dating a classmate or a co-worker, that's when this whole concept of friend zone can even come into. There are other reasons for you to apart from, you know, from, so I and mean, I've honestly not given it much thought in the past few years because I haven't been in a situation where that could be a problem. Um, but thinking about it and reminiscing about it, I don't have any answers <laughs> anymore. This is probably the first episode of the podcast where I am more confused <laughs> and without any answer. What What do you guys like? How How would you conclude, actually? Ar- uh,
2: I mean, I would say that there are some things you lo- can only learn and understand by experience. I hope you never mm. get the chance to understand it, but uh, yeah, that's my <laughs>
0: take um i think
2: uh, so like
0: zone can i feel like there's a massive lag today unfortunately so i'm cutting off anag <laughs> please continue
1: no sorry Akshata. go ahead no no you go ahead you go ahead
2: i don't
0: i was just uh, trying to sum it up into whatever we have discussed a little confusing about what yeah, the concept please, is. Please go ahead. this is going to be the first time i saw anything please else. go
1: ahead answer uh, yes Yes, yes, uh, this is, this episode, there's so many firsts when you go by that summarize. <laughs> <laughs> uh Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, no. Uh, so I was just saying, I don't know if I'm going to sum it up correctly, but what I've gathered from our discussion is a friend zone, friend zone can be, um, is now in pop culture taken up as a very negative thing because of how it has been portrayed in society that, okay, you have, you are not eligible enough to be with somebody and that's why you've been put into a friend zone now this can have negative factors which include um, I I think we discussed this about uh, just throwing the word friend around even though that person is not actually a friend just Mm. friend zoning him is giving him the entire concept of being a friend and then eventually that person might have hopes or expectations that okay as a friend I might try to continue more and get there eventually. Uh, Drew spoke about how nice guys. I think this was one of our op- uh, topic uh, options as well, Raman, Nice guys finished last. <laughs>
1: I think it's very but...
0: very apt for this uh, discussion, yeah. discussion. So we spoke about that, and um, yeah, because we were a little all over the place, my thoughts are also all over the place. <laughs> but I feel like uh, it's a, it's a little this entire concept is a bit toxic because it affects both the both the parties in play and uh, we should definitely i mean if it's if you're someone on the giving end of it you should be more thoughtful of how the other person is going to receive it not just for the sake of putting that person away or like stopping that person's advances you should just not uh, friend zone him. just say that uh, just say that phrase and finish it off and we also the person on the receiving end you need to be i mean you you need to be mature about it you can't be butthurt about the fact that you've been friend zoned and then take it negatively so as both of you all rightly mentioned i think you also mentioned this maturity is a big part of playing this entire friend zone concept if you're not mature enough to give and take this entire the entire two way communication thing then it might not work out well but i have seen this i have seen people being friends for so long and having this entire um, situation and then coming out of it strong because they both have been mature about how they've dealt with it so i think yes that's it from my side
1: i think uh that covers it the i mean the conclusion from this is that you should not uh like if you want to do nice things for someone you should do it because you want to do those nice things not because you're expecting something in return. And in my personal opinion or experience, that actually is extremely counterproductive to the end result that you're looking for. Uh, there's a there's a quote that says if you treat someone like a celebrity, they'll treat you like a fan. And basically, that says they do not put people up on a pedestal. And uh, I mean, what basically guys who end up in friend zone, getting friend zone, do is put the put the other person on a pedestal. And even from the girl's perspective, you don't want to be with someone who does not treat you like any uh the handful of times where i have been in the position of putting someone in the friend zone was because the other person putting on a pedestrian just interacting with them was extremely laborious and not fun at all or not exciting at all so yeah i mean that that is one thing and but also i feel like the other party should if they start to see that that person is going out of their way to do things for you i i fail to be i fail to believe that People in the world are so stupid that they feel that someone is going out of the way, really, really out of the way to do things because of the niceness of their heart or because they are such good friends of yours where you don't reciprocate with that kind of
2: favors. So you should stop leading people
1: on. Anything you guys...
2: True, true.
0: No, nothing from my side.
2: I think that was pretty much it. That You know, it's bad to lead people on. Definitely, definitely hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At the end of the day, if people grow from these experiences, then I guess it was a good experience. <laughs> a le-
1: at least a learning experience. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Anyways, I guess it's let's move on to the next segment. I don't think we can go around in circles with this, and I don't think we'll get anywhere. <laughs> so.
0: It is. Yeah. It's now that we're talking about it. Like I honestly did not think it's good. Think this topic would be as um con. Convoluted? I don't know if that's the correct word. Like confusing yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. come to yeah. a Confused. conclusion for, but yeah, yes, <laughs> interesting, very interesting topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's okay. half my life. Yeah,
1: but... <laughs> 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 that is true. <what> <laughs> we waited, to get, you yeah. Yeah, we waited <laughs> to get you on. Yeah,
0: we waited to get you on.
1: So, anyways, let's move on to the next segment of the podcast, which is the funny slash insightful incident of the week. Uh, do either of you have any to share with the class?
0: Mm, I don't have any insightful. I'm just I'm just gonna mention a roast that my mother said that I just mentioned to both of you all, uh, before the podcast started because I feel like a lot of my funny incidents now involve my mom <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so as uh, I don't know uh, if our listeners know, but I'm right now in Goa, which is a very tropical, beachy part of India. And the sun's really harsh right now. It's summer. It's it's around 35 degrees. So I, and I as a person get tanned really quickly. So I get very tanned very fast. So basically my shade has, um, let's just say it's taken a 180 degree turn from being a very fair, um, relatively fair, not very fair, a relatively fair person. Now I'm very dark, very brown almost to the level that my mother once saw me standing near my door a door which is proper dark brown chocolate brown in color and my mom just told me can you stand near the door I'm going to take a picture and then you can post the picture with the door behind you and say that I tried to match my face color with the wall with the door which a lot of you all might not remember not understand but it's a reference to my Instagram post. I forgot that I had to give this reference background, anyways. So, uh, uh backstory. My captions are in a, my Instagram captions are in a certain format, and my mom basically took that and tried to roast me with my tan, beautiful tan lines on my face and body. That's it, guys. <laughs> I feel like I messed the story up, but it was funny, anyways.
1: I, I, I don't think I've seen a harsher train wreck than you butchering that joke. It's extremely really funny. But, but I feel like you, you can we can have another segment on the podcast, which is Akshita's mom and me. Like you can have a segment called Mom and Me and just talk about oh how God. your mom has roasted you this week. It's yeah. painful.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> mm. how, how about you, Dhruv? Do you have any... Uh, so, my or funny, funny and insightful
2: incident. incident from last week would be, I got I was walking with a female friend, yeah, in quotes, female friend, uh, just friends. Uh, so, we were walking uh, on the road and uh, these two 14-year-old kids were uh, passing by on a scooty and I got thrashed by a water balloon after nine long years and uh, like... So they were trying to aim at my friend, but then I came in between and I got hit. So it was a mix of emotions. I felt violated, weak, shocked, and angry all at the same time. I wanted to run behind them and beat the shit out of them. But then, you know, I got back to my calm and realized that I may have done the same thing about 10 or... 11 years ago to some random person so you know life comes around and that was my funny slash insightful uh, incident
0: i think this is how you realize that you're now old when you become that grumpy uncle who you know gets angry when kids are running around with water balloons that's when you realize that okay now i'm old
2: (laughs) or to really remind me that i'm old like there's this girl (laughs) in my neighborhood Every time I go out of my house and if she's outside, she starts yelling at me, uncle, uncle, uncle. And that is just <laughs> horrific, horrific, horrendous and whatever other synonym you can add. Yeah.
1: I don't know. And I, I feel like this maybe we should do another episode on, I think we have that as one of the topics you want to talk about. Like when does, what? at what age does life get better? I honestly don't feel feel bad about aging like i i feel like i am happier at 28 than i was at 27 i was happier at 27 than i was at 26 and uh, I mean, like this whole concept of roasting people for getting old and just being sad about being old i i disagree with it maybe once you start getting like 55 60 where you know you start getting aching bones and you want not do stuff but in terms of i mean Dhruv, you would agree with me in terms of like autonomy in your life, agency in your life, and in terms of like maturity and happiness, it must have increased compared to the insecure adolescent in years where you, you and I were getting friends on.
2: I mean, I would say mentally, maturity and you know, intelligence and experience wise, definitely, you know, age helps. Yeah. But autonomy while living at home with Indian parents, I doubt it. <laughs> doesn't happen even if you're like sixty years old, your mom will will always be that you know uh, figure in your life will tell you that don't do this, this can be dangerous, or don't go there, you know you may, you can get stuck or you can get hurt or there's a pandemic going on, so don't take a flight to so and so place so and that happens with my dad, like, my grandma does that to my dad, so I don't think autonomy is a real thing in India. Yeah, but other than that, I can see it pretty much helps <laughs> Oh
0: uh, yes I agree.
1: I honestly don't have a funny incident. Again, an insightful uh, quote that I recently read was, "The opposite of play is not work. The opposite of play is depression. And basically, what that means is that you know, life does not have to be in black and white where. Right now, if you're working, or you're studying, you're doing any sort of like uh, monetarily productive work, it's supposed to be boring. And then there's dedicated time where you're having fun. Uh, it depends on how much you enjoy the task. So things that are that can be considered work, that has a monetary equivalent, uh, that can also be fun and that can be considered play. Whereas uh, things which, I mean, you don't like doing, which are hobbies for someone else might actually be not, fun for you. So that was a different perspective. I think I've, like your joke, Akshita, I think I've butchered the meaning out of this quote. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs>
0: fine, We have our days. <laughs> I
1: will formulate my, my thoughts on this better and then get back. Uh, but I feel like today's episode was <laughs> too many first in one. Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, thank you so much for joining in, Dhruv. Uh, I don't think we could have had a more better guest for this topic and the discussion we had was extremely fun. Uh, and um, I think the most insightful part of today's podcast for me was your introduction, <laughs> where I learned so oh, much yes, you. uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, your introduction, I
0: yeah. Very interesting, uh, yes. I'm sure even our listeners, yeah. Know. So, yeah, they'll they'll be excited to know more more things about you yeah. more than we have heard.
2: Well, thanks guys. Thank you for having me here. This was great. You know, it was kind of my first time being on a podcast, so you guys made it pretty seamless and easy. And yeah, thanks again. Thanks,
0: man. Uh, Thank you for joining. Well, I think how was your experience yeah. being? <laughs>
2: oh, okay. Yes. uh no
1: i was gonna then my next question would have been how, how was it being on the podcast and you just answered that for me so you took you are you are on a mission to make me <laughs> dude this <laughs> this episode has been <laughs> extremely uh anyways yeah thank you so much for joining and i'm glad you had a good time uh I think it was all you today's episode in terms of kind of driving the discussion, coming up with uh, ideas and research on this topic. Uh, and yeah, we had fun. I, I look forward to the next time you're here, probably we'll be doing this in person and then maybe get a few drinks in before we start recording. So that discussion might be even more fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I, I guess we
2: can have part two one, maybe like buy some nice guys. Never fall into friend zone.